This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. You're joining us for a special episode as as part of our 2023 ACCE Chamber of the Year finalist series. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has the trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing, so I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list, and from there, they contact your members, and it's no high-pressure sales or anything, and it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Maureen Carpenter. Maureen was born and raised in upstate New York. Before moving to Bowling Green in 2011, Maureen was president and CEO of Commerce Chenango, responsible for chamber economic development and tourism. She came to Bowling Green, Kentucky in spring of 2011 and started work at the Bowling Green Area Chamber of Commerce, where she held four different positions from economic development coordinator to vice president. She later was promoted to Vice President Partnership Services to bring the economic development perspective to Chamber Partnership. In January, it's January 1st, 2020, Maureen began her position as President and CEO with the Barron County Economic Authority. In the last three years, her primary focus has been on property and infrastructure development workforce, and facilitating the process of consolidating economic development and the Chamber of Commerce. Maureen officially became the president and CEO of both in January 2022. But Maureen, I'm excited to have you with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. Um, first of all, congratulations to Baron Inc. as being selected as a 2023 Chamber of the Year finalist. But I'd love to give you an opportunity to say hello to all the chamber champions that are out there listening and to share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little better. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. We're very excited uh, to uh, get this far in this process and to be a finalist. Um, It's been a, a lot of work, but we're excited about it. So I appreciate you bringing me on here to talk a little bit about what we're doing here in Barron County. 
Um, something interesting about myself. I don't remember if you said this in the bio, but I am the youngest of nine children. So a lot of people, when they find that out about me, say that explains a lot. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's just par for the course. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably the most interesting thing other than that, you know, work, family, Yeah. try to have some fun every once in a while. No, I purposely left that out of your bio because I thought that might be something you might want to share. So, <laughs> uh, well, tell us a little bit more about Baron Inc. I know that your bio kind of tells a little bit of the history there, but just tell us what the organization's about, size, staff, budget, scope of work, that sort of thing, just so we know what type of chamber you are as we get into our conversation. Yeah, so we are definitely a growing chamber. Um, we are just under 500 members. We're hoping to be to 500 within the next month or two. Um, we have five full-time staff, and we have the um, great privilege of having an intern with us each year from one of the high schools. So total of six, if you count our intern. Um, our, our budget is just just over about a half a million dollars a year for just, and that's the chamber side. Um, we, we are an economic development and chamber combined organization. So we oversee both, um, the small business membership side of things, as well as our industrial development. We also have a chamber foundation where we do our workforce and talent initiatives, including our leadership programs. So, um, Barron County, we're a rural community in South Central Kentucky. We are centrally located between Louisville and Nashville, and we have about 45,000 people that currently call Barron County home. All right. So that does help paint the picture very well as far as you know the size of the, the, the community and of your chamber and the you guys are busy there, you know, the chamber and economic economic development and, and running the foundation as well. So I, I hope we'll hear a little bit more about the foundation possibly as we get into our discussion today. And um, hopefully that's piquing the ears of chambers that are listening to to see how they can best utilize or maybe better utilize a, a foundation at their organization as well. Um, but typically the way that I like to go about these chamber of the year finalist interviews is really focus on the two programs of work that you guys submitted on your chamber of the year application. And I would like to just have you at a, maybe a high level, just tell us what the, the two programs are about, and then we can get into a little more detail on those. Yeah, so our first synopsis was about, about the housing analysis that we had completed last year and then the impact that that has had in both our ability to enact some changes that needed to happen to um, incentivize growth in housing uh, and then also how that has resulted in multiple different types of housing being developed in the community. And then our second is our Action for Leadership program. It's the A4L through the Center for the Kentucky Center for Leadership, and really how that focuses on everybody can lead and pulling community leaders, um, business leaders together to really look at a challenge, put together a solution, and then actually implement those solutions in the community. Very good. They both sound like great programs, and I'm excited to learn more and dive deeper into those. And we'll do that as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable, and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat, Shop, Play mobile app 
with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you looking for a way to grow and manage your Chamber of Commerce more effectively? Look no further than Chamber Nation. Their innovative software provides everything you need to streamline operations, engage members, and increase revenue. With features like event management, membership directories, advanced membership tools, mobile apps, Community kiosks and financial reporting, Chamber Nation makes it easy to run your chamber like a well-oiled machine. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your chamber to the next level. Visit richardscalendar.com to learn more about Chamber Nation today. Hi, I'm Raquel. I work with Yifty to help over 500 chambers, cities, and downtowns across the U.S., keep local dollars local, and support their small businesses. Our CEO, Donna Nowitzki, and I will be at the ACCE conference in Salt Lake City from July 31st to August 3rd, and we would love to meet you. Swing by our booth to say hi and learn about our community gift card program. Community cards are custom branded for your community and can only be used at your chamber members' businesses. Plus, the program is free. You can learn more by visiting yifty.com that's Y-I-F-T-E-E dot com or emailing us at sales at yifty.com. See you at the ACCE conference. All right, Maureen, we are back. So before the, the break, you had mentioned what the two programs are, kind of the, the areas of focus, one being on housing and, and the analysis of the, the needs of housing in your community and the other on the action for leadership program. So let's dive in a little deeper on the, the housing initiative and, and what brought that to the forefront, kind of the background of that and how you guys have approached that issue. Well, honestly, um, first it came with own per- my own personal experience, um, trying that to always helps. the community, <laughs> finding housing for myself and my husband. But then we also brought a lot of people with us. So my in-laws were looking for a house, you know, retired couple looking for a smaller home. And then my youngest son decided to leave the nest and he was looking for a place to live. And then my oldest son, we brought him back from New York and, you know, we were looking for an apartment and I'm like, you know, I kept telling people, um, you know, we need more housing. We need to understand this. And so I'm like, you know, we, we really need that data. We need that information that we can take to developers, that we can take to our elected officials to make some things happen. You know, sometimes you think there's a problem, but if you don't necessarily understand the depth of it, um, no, nothing is going to happen. So we, we put out a bid. We worked with Bowen International um, to put together the study for us. 
And uh, they came in. It took about six months to do the analysis and, and give us the results of that. So from the analysis, what, what sort of things did you learn? What direction does that kind of point you guys as a community and, and maybe some action items for you to take from that, that those results? Well, what we learned was we really needed housing in, in every aspect, everything from low income housing, affordable housing, um, you know, the upper end housing, you know, $350,000, $500,000 homes but also senior living capacity and nursing homes. So it really, you know, ours was really just kind of looking at that workforce housing, but then we found that there was really a gap in everything. And it really showed us that we needed over 3000 units just to meet our market demand. That is powerful information when you go and say, hey, developers, here's an opportunity. You have this land. Um, why are you not building? And so being able to show them that, show them the, the numbers of if you build it in this category, they will come. Um, being able to take that to the banks to finance their projects and then being able to take that to our planning and zoning and say, maybe we need to look at some of these regulations. Maybe there are some things that on the front end of the development costs, that we can still require, but maybe it's a little bit farther down the road. So making those changes, having that information has really resulted in a boom in housing. Very good. So with that analysis, does that kind of point you in a way, because you said there's housing of all different needs um, from low income to nursing homes and everything in between. Um, Did it help give you a, a direction of kind of where to put your focus first, or is it more of a shotgun of let, let's just try to get it all at one time? You know, we, from, from my perspective, it was really working with those developers on the workforce housing um, to get some new developments. So we have a new housing development that's going up. That's going to have some nice one, two bedroom apartments, but then behind that it's going to have some nice workforce, affordable housing. Um, and then we also worked with our housing authority. You know, people were able to use this information to to get grants. So we have some new um, housing authority section eight housing that's going up, and it's beautiful. I mean, we have an amazing housing authority, and they maintain their properties extremely well. Um, and then we also, you know, this encouraged some others to do some more rental properties, some nice you know, workforce, young professional uh, housing for them as well. So, and then it also helped with connectivity within the community. So our parks and rec department were able to take this information, look at where those housing needs were. And then we now have connectivity between two school districts, three different residential developments and multiple parks. And so it really helped to bring their application together and talk about the different areas that needed improvement. Yeah. So I think from an economic development standpoint, it's a no-brainer, you know, to to make these these, you know, directional changes in in housing and and focusing on workforce housing first, of course. Um because you guys are chamber and economic development, how did the chamber side play into that as far as interacting with the community and either support or push back on different housing? We know how much people love change. So how did you guys navigate through that? <laughs> Um, well, really, on the chamber side, it was advocating um, to those elected bodies that 
they they needed to make some changes that we still could have the regulations that we wanted to protect the home buyers eventually, but also help the developers to be able to invest those funds. Um, the chamber also, it was getting it out there and promoting it, um, going to the Realtor Association meetings, going to Rotary, um, you know, just how we hosted multiple meetings with our stakeholders because people know people and the network and it's not just developers that are in our community, but it was reaching out saying, here's an opportunity in our community as well. So really the chamber side was a lot of the communication um, strategy to get out there and make sure people knew. And yeah. and again, I think the most important thing with this is a lot of communities know that they have a housing issue, but they don't have the data that they can then use to really identify it. So, you know, it's it's a costly endeavor. You know, it's, it's not cheap to get these done, but, you know, just the tax revenue that will be generated from the new housing more than makes up for that return on investment. Yeah. So just out of curiosity myself, so as you brought in this, um, say, consultant to to gather this data and do the, the analysis, um, what sort of things are they looking at to collect the data as far as data points go? And what's the involvement from the chamber in that process? So um, they look at all the different data points. They obviously, they look at our um, housing database, how many houses are on the market, what type of housing, how many days have they been on the market, the pricing, um, phone calls with the, the apartment complex managers to talk about their vacancy rates, talk about their rental rates, talking with the assisted living and the nursing homes. So they did a lot of outreach and surveys. Um, we also gave, so from our perspective, it was really getting them the right contacts, the right people to, to talk to, um, making sure that they talked with our planning and zoning commission um, and understood what they're doing, understanding the comprehensive plan of where is residential housing planned for so they could kind of say to us, here's some recommendations at the end. Um, also you know, making sure that they provide us with some examples. What are some places that have done this well and come up with solutions to these things so we're not recreating the wheel? So being able to to go and see what other communities are doing and bringing that back to our leadership. Um, so really, I mean, they did a lot of the work for us. It was creating the bid packet, um, reviewing the bids, and then providing them with the information of, here are the people that you need to talk to. Here are the the survey, the people I would survey if I were doing that. Yeah, no, that that's helpful for anybody who may be considering taking on this kind of endeavor. Um, so let's maybe shift gears a little bit to the the second program or the other program, not that they're in order, um, around your action for leadership program. Uh, tell us what that's about. How is it different from other chamber leadership programs? And just kind of walk us through the development of that. Yeah. So the action for leadership program is a two-day, very interactive um workshop. So you come in in the morning, you're immediately doing scenarios and working with other people in the room, in the community um, to identify what are some issues. And it, it really takes you through the process of identifying what is something that is important to you that you feel is a challenge in the community? What are the different ways you can work with people? How do you 
see those different perspectives and then really put together uh, a plan of how you're going to address the issue. What are the steps that you can take? Who are the people that you need to bring in to help with the project and really have that catalytic leadership uh, of anybody can lead? You know, if it's just simply we want a different selection of books at the library. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? Who do you need to do that with? And how are you going to get it done? So it really just takes you through that process. I think one of the biggest things um, that people struggle with is they come up with all these fantastic plans and they come up with all these ideas, but then how do you implement? And this program really teaches people how to implement the plan and come up with, I mean, we used it, we developed a strategic plan last year and we used this process to come up with our strategic plan and identify those issues and how we would address them and how we would implement the programs and the changes to be able to do that. So how does that look? I, I, as you're explaining this to me, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking of like in Boy Scouts, right? You have you know those who are candidates for Eagle Scout and they go through the whole, you know, Eagle project. They identify a need and a challenge of the community and they attack it. They gather support, create a team. They go after this, this uh, initiative that they're trying to help solve. So as your uh, participants, as a or a leadership class, I don't know how you necessarily term them, but uh, as they find that thing that's important to them, that challenge in the community, how do you help guide them and, and lead them to become leaders in implementing this? Because um, that's what stood out to me is how you teach them how to implement the plan or lead them on yeah. implementing. It's, it's really taking those steps of the process. I mean, there's, you know, there's a workbook, there's a book that you're supposed to read before you get there. Um, But then they help you facilitate and you actually go through the process of identifying it, writing it down, getting it on that paper and then doing checkpoints. So, you know, we obviously anybody, first of all, when we did this, we identified people we wanted to go through this program. We said there, there are some things in our community. We need these people on the same page. We need them to understand this process so that we can work together you know so we made sure our judge executive went through it our mayor our city council members some of our fiscal court members um and then our board members um the school system if you if if our application comes out i mean there's a video from the school system of how they had a few people in this class but that led to you know over a thousand people being able to use this process together within the school system. So it's really teaching them the steps that they have to take and giving them the tools that when they're sitting there, they can go back to and use that to move forward. Okay. So are there maybe a a couple examples of some of the outcomes of this program that you'd be able to share with us just to see kind of the impact being made in the community? Um, Well, I think the school system, again, is a great example of that. You know, they've taken this, and they've gone through several different process changes um, with their board of education building and how they use it. Um, we have a, a, it's called Beyond the Bell and it's a daycare program. And so they've used that. And now they're coming up with a solution to expand daycare um, to add not only spots during the day, but to add a sec- second shift daycare. Oh. Like, how are we going to do this? We need second shift daycare. We need more daycare in our community and through this process, 
we're now in the in the in the stages of they're getting the location, they're working with the the school system, the city, the county for the funding to be able to open additional daycare. Okay. So that's kind of one example. Another is just um, our community leadership. Uh, we we went to Frankfurt, which hasn't happened in probably 10 years together. Um, as a team, we were able to sit down and use this process and identify what are the key things that we need to go up there and say, this is what Barron County needs to be successful. Not going up there and all being on a different page but really going up there and saying, here are our challenges. Here's what we need to do to improve these challenges. And here's specifically as a team, what we're asking you for. Um, So those are just a couple of examples of how, how we've used it. Again, we use this process in our strategic plan. um, And now we're implementing multiple things out of that plan. I love it. Yeah, no, good, good examples and definitely making an impact in the community. And, and I love the idea of being able to have that unified effort too, as you go to, to address issues together. Um, as we start to wrap up here, I wanted to ask if uh, for anybody listening who's looking to take their chamber up to the next level, what tip or action item might you share with them as maybe based on your experience, maybe based on some of the things that we talked about today, but what would you suggest for them to, to help take their chamber up to the next level? Yeah, I think, you know, coming in, um, like I said, we took over in January of 2022 and our chamber has done a 180. We've added 167 members uh, since that day, since January 1st, 2022. Um We've reevaluated every single thing that we offer to make sure that we're not just relevant, that we're essential. So really focusing on what are those things that our membership needs versus focusing on the things that we've always done. You know, we can still do those things. We still do a Christmas parade. We still do our business expo, but modifying those things to meet the members' needs and again, making ourselves essential that if something were to happen to the chamber tomorrow, it would be felt throughout the entire community. And so listening to your members and really then evaluating what you're doing, I think is the key. Yeah. And uh, my ears perked up and he said relevant to essential for anybody who hasn't read Casey Steinbacher's, I guess it's an ebook, but it, that same title from relevant to essential it's an A plus from me. So you've got a, a good, good review there. Check it out. Uh, Maureen, as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? You know, we, we live in a very strange time. There's a lot of things that go on that are out of our control. Um, when you look at legislative, when you look at what's going on with, with different countries. And I think the big thing for chambers is going to be making sure that their membership is informed. You know, how, how did they, and keeping up with trends, um, you know, who, who would know, who would have thought that, you know, we'd all be doing meetings over a computer instead of face-to-face. So I think, again, chambers of the future really have to grow. They have to think outside the box of what do our chambers need or what do our members need and how do we deliver that? That may be, again, not the way that it's always been done. You know, chambers need to evolve. It's no longer um, 
it's no longer just about networking events and and it's helping to grow their network. It's helping to bring them the resources they need um, in this ever-changing market. So, Yeah. No, I like that. Helping keep your members informed and, and keep the, the trends in the forefront of mind as well to, to help your business community stay on top of those things. Um, well, Maureen, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who have uh, really noticed that you guys have really turned things around in the last year, you know, catch the vision of what you guys are doing there and want to reach out and connect with you about the, the awesome things you guys are doing there at Baron Inc. What would be the best way for them to reach out and connect? Um, best ways through email. It's just Maureen at baroninc.com. You can also visit our website. I encourage everybody to do that and check out our video. If you want to see more about Barron County, we've got a great video on there, um, but go to baroninc.com or you can email me at maureen at baroninc.com. That's perfect. And we'll get that in our show notes for this episode. So people can go there and check out the video and website and shoot you an email as well. So Maureen, this has been great having you on the podcast. Um, you guys are definitely making an impact in your community. And and really, it, it blows my mind in the last year to be able to already rise to the top to, to be considered as a finalist as Chamber of the Year. And I uh, wish you guys the, the very best of luck as, a, as Chamber of the Year. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, we're just excited to put Barron County on the map and let people know that we've got a lot of amazing things going on here and we've got tremendous leadership in our community. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.